So the 2020 annual homeless assessment report here on the Bear Brief on the Crusade Channel, released in March, found that 580,466 people experienced homelessness in these United States on a single night in 2020. This means that the effects of the end of this eviction moratorium, which the CDC had no power to enforce constitutionally until John Roberts and the Supreme said they did, Uh, this could more than double the homeless population in the short term. Because we have 580,000 people, unfortunately, here in these United States. You can't ever solve homelessness. It's just sad when you, you actually hear the number. 580,000 homelessness. So 5% of the 15 million people that are currently under the moratorium get kicked out. That is doubling the homeless population to over a million. Whatever the numerical scale of this crisis, it's clear that local communities have either incapable or unwilling to address the needs of either the homeless themselves or the local residents that have to contend with this new destitute, with the influx of destitute new residents. 2017, California's housing situation was already in a full-blown crisis. Recently, the New York Times highlighted a similar situation in the iconic community of Venice Beach, California. I'm sure you guys, if you're on Twitter or any of these other social media platforms, I'm sure you've seen videos of what's going on in Venice Beach. It's a tent city. And people are being assaulted and accosted daily on, on the boardwalk. You also have New York City recently excluded homeless applicants from federal rental assistance. Recently, a, the Spray Park in Seattle's Ballad Commons Park, I don't know where these places are, was closed because the number of homeless living in the space had mushroomed during COVID-19. These are just three of the metro areas. And folks, Texas, the beautiful Republic of Texas, has one of the worst homeless populations in the country in Austin. Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah, everybody talks about the, the Silicon Hill and all this other kind of stuff there. The homeless population is awful. It is awful. They've been dealing with it, and it's just something they won't get rid of. But the closer you are to a metro area the bigger this impact is going to have on you and me and me. I've always said I'm about 45 minutes away from Austin. I've started to notice in the past couple days, because when we moved here, because it's kind of a rural town, there was nobody passing through on foot or on bike. I've noticed the last couple weeks, I've seen a couple... People under bridges, passing through on bikes and things like that. Probably not stopping in my town. Probably either heading to Temple or Waco. But still, they're going to start moving out of those areas because it's gonna this the city is going to reach its capacity. And they have to go to either Temple or Waco or another city that will let them squat. Back into the article. These are just three U.S. metro areas that are already overwhelmed by the homeless crisis and urban flight. 
Seattle was estimated through one postal address survey to have lost 26,000 residential households in 2020 alone. So, of course, the idea of, well, we should have let these people have the moratorium. What, what, what else could we have done? I don't know, not shut down the economy? I know, that's a, that's a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge idea. We shouldn't have shut down the economy. So, we're, he talks about another bunch of things here, but, especially in the Southwest, there's a lot of, because the weather, obviously, the weather is better over here. So, homeless populations tend to be a bit larger. And of course, as I talked about, the Supremes in the 5-4 decision said that the CDC could do this. Who knows what's going to happen? Because right now, this article from Red States by Steriff, because I love it when they don't use their real names, Nancy Pelosi, wine box Nancy, Queen P has ratcheted up the blame game in the war over who screwed up the eviction moratorium. See, of course, we're going to talk about the politics, these idiots, instead of the fact that this is going to be an absolute disaster. And it's not just going to affect cities. And to my rural peeps out there, and I'm one of them, I know, because Starlink is about to deliver me some... Not not about to. They will be delivering, uh, you know, service to me. You only get if you live in a rural area. But the more people... Because right now, a lot of these cities can't handle their homeless populations. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And we are potentially looking at doubling. Doubling that current population. Because people were scared of a virus. Now, as part of the alleged pandemic response, Congress decided to declare a moratorium. This is the Red State article on evictions. While this may have Arguably had a laudable purpose. No, it didn't have a laudable purpose. It didn't. The It was part of a plan to make people dependent on the government. It was never laudable. Don't give them any kind of benefit. Oh, well, maybe it was a good reason. It wasn't a good reason because it gave excuses to governors to shut down economies. Don't give it to them. Don't listen to people that, oh, well, yeah, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Oh, it was a laudable goal. Why? Why was it? Because you had governors out there like Whitmer and Newsom and Cuomo who could now run her, and Governor Gina Raimondo in Rhode Island, the current labor secretary, she doesn't know what the hell she's doing either, by the way. The moratorium allowed these governors and these mayors and these tyrannical dictators to unleash their inner tyrant. Oh, well, well, there's an eviction moratorium, so you can stay home. You don't have to go to work. Don't 
give them this stuff. Makes it obvious. You can tell it makes me upset. Oh, well, there's a lot of... No, 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 nope. Um, let's see. For instance, a story from the New York Times. A landlord said her tenants are terrorizing her and she can't evict them. Miss Mangle found no respite from the stress when she went home. She's a landlord who rents the basement and first floor apartments at her home in Queens for the past year. Conflicts with her tenants have poisoned the atmosphere in her house. And that's the problem. Everybody thinks when you think of landlords, they think of these massive, co- you know, apartment complexes that are owned by multi uh, con- uh, multinational conglomerates. I'm sorry, I have to say it correctly. Many, 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 I'll say it again, many renters are like this woman who rents out her basement or, or a friend, you know, that has a couple properties that he rents out. Doesn't make a lot of money on it, but he makes a little bit on the side. It's a passive income stream, except for the one or two tenants that rip up the house every once in a while. What's a tenant's, well, I'm sorry, what's a, what's a landlord's only real power once a contract is signed between the tenant and the landlord? It's the eviction. That's the only thing a landlord can do to keep the renter in check. If you don't have the power to throw somebody out who's obviously in violation of their contract and destroying your property, what are you going to do? And we're going to hear this. Back into the article. The first floor tenants have not paid rent in 15 months. Bang on the ceiling below her bed at all hours for no apparent reason. Yell, curse, and spit at her, Miss Mangle said. A tenant in the basement also stopped paying rent, keyed Miss Mangle's car, and dumped packages meant for her by the garage. After Mrs. Mangle got an order of, a pr- of protection and then a warrant for the tenant's arrest, the woman and the daughter moved out. All told, Mrs. Mangle, who captured many of her tenant's actions on surveillance video, video has, not, has not only lost sleep, but also $36,000 in rental income. That woman was dependent on it. She bought, she had that home. She turned it into an asset. She was providing, she was providing a service. These people needed a place to live. She provided it for them. And then the federal government by the CDC came in and said, oh yeah, they don't have to pay anything. So what is their motivation to be a good tenant? Well, Rick, well, obviously, if they're a Christian, yes, if, obviously, if they're a Christian in good conscience, they're going to do the best they can. If they're a Christian in good conscience, they would have kept working during the pandemic or at least tried to find a way. So we're not telling you that. Give me, don't give me that. What are they supposed to do? Oh, well, it's these multinational corporations that own these. No, yeah, uh, maybe... Maybe, yeah, a certain percentage of them, but a lot of people, we're hearing people in the chat room. Yeah, man, I'm a landlord, and it's it's not fun. It's not this, it's not that. It was not fun before this, trying to get people, you know, to pay and not ruin your property. Because people, if it's not theirs, they're going to treat it like crap. They treat it like crap. Oh, I put a, I put a security deposit in. So if I break something, they can cover it. All right, 
So let's see. Let's finish this article out. There's a lot of hope expressed among the more virtual anti-American Democrats in Congress that a new eviction moratorium would be passed. You even have the squad. You even have the squad doing all the squatty things like Cori Bush. They're like, oh, they slept out over the weekend in sleeping bags. And Cori Bush was like, it's so cold out here. Sweetheart, it was 70 degrees in Washington, D.C. this weekend. What are you talking about? So you're getting this nonsense now. Um, you had congressional members chanting on the steps of Congress or the U.S. Capitol with protesters at the end of the eviction moratorium here on the Bear Brief on the Crusade Channel. Yeah, that's so stupid. We've we've been reduced to third-rate theatrics. Of course, then you have the one and only. We haven't heard from her a while. From a while, from her in a while, Miss Alexandria Casio Cortez. Not hard. It's not crazy. Pull the twenty-four hour notice. Make members go on the record. If they don't want to extend the eviction moratorium, they need to tell that to the public. Yeah, there you go. You can't hear it because everybody's like, yeah, give me free rent. Woo! Unfortunately, ice cream leader Biden on Friday put the onus on state and local governments to stem the impacts of evictions hours before the collapse of the late push by House Speaker Nancy Queen P. Pelosi for Congress to extend this eviction moratorium. Ice cream leader urged those governments to use funds granted to them, i.e. stolen from us and given to other people. I thought they were going to use it for gun control. I mean, they're either going to use it for gun control or eviction moratorium. They just don't know what to do with this money. Which is funny, for for once, government doesn't know what to do with your stolen income. Ah, uh, gun control? Eviction moratorium? I don't know. Uh, ice cream leaders' plea came as House Democratic leaders tried to corral support among their caucus to push the eviction moratorium. Until October. These kicking the can stuff. Of course, once you get into October, you're going to be into a second lockdown and it's going to get pushed anyway. Uh, Democratic leaders and Representative Crazy Maxine Waters huddled over two hours on Friday. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. So... Earlier this month, the Supreme Court... We already talked about 5-4 decision... Not only did Kavanaugh, not only has Kavanaugh promised for what it's worth to strike down any future attempt the CDC to claim the right to control rental housing, but the Sixth Circuit has struck down the existing moratorium after the Supreme Court took a pass. Folks, this eviction moratorium might not make it, which is, I'm shocked. I'm going to tell you, I'm shocked. Because any government program that usually is started, excuse me, is there forever. 